Hey everybody, Chris Lindsay here, and you're listening to Pitch List. We want to discover what makes creative people tick. Join us as we explore what it means to be a writer, and more importantly, what it means to be a person. Remember why you love music, and welcome to Pitch List. Hey everybody, it's Chris Lindsay, and this is Pitch List. I'm excited about this episode. Cree Harrison came in and sang a couple songs. We chatted about her songwriting, her life, and the ups and downs of the music business. Like all great artists, Cree's soulful, rich voice rings true and authenticates her life story. So I'm pretty sure you're going to love Cree Harrison as much as I did. Good morning. Good morning, sunshine. Yes. Thank you for my cappuccino. You are what welcome. Is this? That would be probably what they call americano. Oh. So it started with a shot and then I added hot water. Hmm. This is our. That's ad- how I came about too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm with you on that. I don't know where that came yeah, from. Yeah, that was good. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm doing an ad for Nespresso <laughs> this morning. Yeah. Yeah, you um, should. We just listened to you do two songs are both those songs and they will be included with this podcast and a video but are both of those on your new record they are they're fantastic thank you the Uh, the first one we did for you which thank you for letting us serenade this morning um is called get away with anything and that's the single that's currently out and then the second one is that's how hearts get broken uh it's an outside cut i love it i felt like it fit with this project just right. Yeah, that one, the melody is stuck while I was making coffee. It's like, that's... Uh, Chris Stapleton. Man, everybody. that... And I could sort of hear him. <laughs> totally, and, right? Uh, yeah. Or Morgan, and, not to take away yeah, from... I mean, yeah. gosh. Uh, it, it stick, it's, a, it's a catchy melody. Yeah. It kind of sticks with you. It's really... It's kind of old school. It's yeah. really great. Um, we were talking earlier, and uh, we'll, we will go back to the beginning, but I wanted to talk about it while it was fresh. We were talking yeah. about a mutual friend of ours, Carrie Kurt Phillips. That's right. Now, you were very young when you came to Music Row. I but, was. But uh, I, I found out that you had also worked with Carrie. I did, yeah. And, I had the uh, pleasure of, yeah. I mean, didn't we all? We you did. Know? Yeah. Us and both. Uh, Carrie yeah. Kurt Phillips, I was saying to you, I think is one of the unsung songwriter heroes of this town. And uh, you agreed. 100%. I could not agree more. Yeah, I mean... Um, you know, sitting with him, it's a different, it's like the difference between like being in like around people that's like royal, like you just, he exudes yeah. honesty and, um, he's so genuine and yeah, it was like watching, you know, a Picasso painting come, come yeah. to play, you know, like the true art of songwriting and watching somebody's wills turn and taking note from that. I feel like, I mean... We're, we were we're still sponges, but in yeah. that moment, how could well, you not be? Right, and You're what like, a, teach me? Yeah, what, what a, that's why I was going. It's such a great yeah. education for you being young, and and for me, yeah. I wasn't very young, but uh, it, man, it just seems like if Carrie Kurt thought it was right, it was right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I love that. Yeah, that's you right. know like the yeah. lyric because he was all lyric. That's right. And. Uh, Man, I just I just kind of wanted to bring it up because I loved I'm him. I'm so glad and you did. I think did. he's fantastic, and I think yeah. uh, if he ever hears this, I just wanted to know. I think we love I, you. We love you. <laughs> we just, we're still taking notes from you. Yes, sir. we are. Yeah. Um, 
Let's talk about your journey because okay. it's an interesting one. I so see, as yeah. I was reading through your bio, you uh, started singing at a young age. Mm-hmm. You started doing some really good gigs at I a did. young age. Mm-hmm. And uh, you came, uh, we were talking about it. You're from Texas originally, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now, we talked about Woodville as your town. Woodville but, is my hometown where I was raised. Right, but you were born in... Port Arthur. Port Arthur, same which is southern will, Texas. Same, same hospital as Janis Joplin. and. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Swamp baby. Yeah. Yeah, my whole family lives in that area still, okay. too. And yeah. uh, how old were you when you left Port Arthur? Uh, when I left Woodville... I was still in school. I moved here because I got signed at 10 to a development deal with Lyric Street Records. Right. So my mom and my dad and um, my, some of my siblings, we all uprooted and came to Nashville. So the whole family came. Yeah. And you were 10, right. brothers and sisters? My little brother um, and then my our older brother was going to school. Uh, college in Nacogdoches, oh, okay. All right. which I'm pretty sure you know where that is, I SFA. Um, yes. But yeah, my older sister soon followed because we are all so close and it's hard to be without each other. So, right on. Yeah. So a whole family moves to Nashville. You sign mm-hmm. a deal with Lyric Street. That's a big deal. Huge deal. That's yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. And I know on another interview I heard when I was doing a little research that you sang a lot of demos. Is that true? I did, like way later on. But later on. Okay. Yeah. Later when on. I first moved here... Um, Wally Wilson was producing me at the time and he had just got me in the studio and was like, you know, bringing people that I obviously was going, holy shit, what is happening right now? Like writers that I respected a lot all right. the way to like James Stroud, come, mm-hmm. come hear what I got. And that was literally my first rodeo being in the studio. And, um, you know, we recorded some stuff, but no, I didn't do demos until I started writing and okay. was about, you know, 13. Well, you're writing and then you'd yeah. co-write with someone and they figured out what a great singer and then they would call you. Well, and probably most of the time, um, I didn't want to sing the guitar vocal or the demo because I was like, no, I have something to say. I'm not just a singer, right. which was, you know, not until way later on, because I'm 70, clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my old, not until way later on in my old life did I realize that I could have both. Um, and still be taken seriously as a right. songwriter. Right. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. So they did. with Wally, yes. uh, your first sessions, what kind of songs did y'all record? Were they all covers or had you written some or, um, or excuse me, they were outside songs. They were outside songs for sure. Um, I mean, I'll never forget. I, st- I actually still have cassette tapes and mm-hmm. CDs with like the OG Harlan Howard print out that you mm-hmm. know what i'm talking about the mm-hmm. stamp mm-hmm. um i mean all the way from like him to diane warren and um we were just collectively trying to figure out who i was right. but i was an infant so i was just yeah. like i just really want to be country and i want to sing and uh, even then i was very stubborn about not being a uh, crossover more so than uh, if you can, you know, confuse me for anything, it would be like bluesy or soulful right. rather than like the bubble gop, bubble gop. Oh, cool. Bubble gum pop. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in just a little background, I think I know where you're going with that. So at yeah. that time in the music business, crossover was a big thing. Yeah. Well, there were some big for, crossover hits totally. and everybody was kind of looking for that. Yeah. And as a, you know, artists that had big crossover hits, Leanne Womack, totally. surprisingly, 
who's, who's one of my more, favorites. I know. Who's, yeah, Ashes by Now. Yeah. That was that was a thing right then. Yeah, you know, and, it was a thing. She had yeah. one uh, giant one. Hope uh, you dance. Hope you dance and. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. she who's so country. You totally. Know, it's crazy. But well, and I love it was a showing thing. that part of, of us. Sure. You know, we can sure. go there and I appreciate it by all means. But I think that it was like my first, I want to make my mark this way. Mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't want to confuse anybody that I was a uh, young country artist. Um, right. And it was, you know, it, it was a learning experience. And I felt really thankful to be in, in that little nest before. Sure doing the highs and lows of the industry because they really they comforted me and took me under their wing rather than molding me you know so you're 10 you're recording in these big sessions you know this is like the a team yeah no like Aaron Tippin would walk in and be like hey I like I'll babysit your kids if you need like on the side (laughs) Aaron Tippin that's another name I haven't heard in a while okay well you said Joe Dave earlier and it's been triggering my yeah um (laughs) Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Were there was there tension at that point on the songs? Was there a push toward being very commercial and you even at that age were like trying to sort of protect your country thing? Was that part of it at all or I think that it was more so Cree, what do you want to say? And I didn't know at that time. Yeah, you're ten. I yeah. Well and then pretty much right after that there was a tragedy in our family. We lost our dad. So mm. at that point, my tiny little brain went into shock mode. Um, and I think that I just needed to go home and heal and not think about, you know, tomorrow and yeah. like what kind of artist I, I wanted to be. And everybody was really respectful of that. Um, but, you know, in the, in the meantime, not realizing too that the art and what I was doing was actually healing <laughs> as well. Right. Because you're so young that you don't know whether it should or go blind, yeah. to be honest. No, it's so young. It yeah. is. It is. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you're a child. And, I was a baby. But like and, even in the, right. the midst of that, I was on Rosie a couple of times. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. And Wally and I um, did this Christmas compilation record for Lyric Street, which was like Lyric uh, Shadaisy, mm-hmm. Rascal Flatts. Um, and... I did a duet with her and he that was like one of the first and only things that I'd put out during that time frame. So I'm so proud that like we have that to share together too. Sure. Even though it was a really weird time um for our family and for my little heart, you know, is it's cool to have that in the, you know, in my oh, little yeah. box. Well, I often wonder and I'm going to ask you straight out and you don't have to answer, but I've, you know, been here a long time and yeah. seen younger people mm-hmm. get into this. It's you know, I think from the outside, it could look like they have a tremendous advantage. You know, they're they're already singing so great at a young age and they're getting introduced into the business and getting a leg up, you know, all this good stuff, which sure. it is good stuff. Yeah. But I think it can also be difficult, you know, because of lots of reasons, you know, mm-hmm. even with Taylor, Taylor Swift, uh, with her first developmental deal did not go well. Yeah. They ended up parting company. And I know that was hard on her and the family. Yeah. And it, it's pretty rough stuff, you know, the deal, it's, and, it's you big, know, it's for a kid. Big kid stuff. It's big kid stuff. Yeah, that's right. I mean, adults have trouble with it. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, well, I think it's that's, tough. that's my answer, though, to, to that. If, you, if you're asking, like, I think it's your environment and who you surround yourself with. And even then... Um, I was very, very surrounded by a lot of goodness. That's even great. though there was confusion and heartache and you know tragedy um pretty much everybody especially the the community of nashville 
was like, you need to go, you know, heal. Yeah. Do some, that's, go home. That's fantastic. Kinda in, a, in a positive way. And they were putting you as a person when, ahead of any business or financial Which interests. I think is, from what I've heard, sometimes pretty rare. I agree. So, yeah, I agree with... Yeah. With, uh, oh, no, we could sit here and tell some horror stories of people. <laughs> Not just pop, but TV. But we know, I, you know them too. It's that's nice a, to have yes and no people around you, and no matter what age you are. I think. Well, talk to me about that. I love that. <laughs> and so big decisions, you run it by some people? Yeah, I mean, at the, of course I do. At the end of the day, you know, people respect my opinion, but it's vice versa too. This is, um, you know, it's it's not a, a family business, but at the same time, I consider these people my chosen family, you know, at some time or at some point. So yeah, I, I think we rely on each other. And if I, you know, have an intuition about something's you know, I'm going to pull the no card or vice versa. If they're like, you know, whoever they may be from a co- co-writing session to my label. Right. You know, I just think it's a respect of li- really listening to each other and, and our own intuition about where that comes from rather than a motive. Well, and I think it's smart of you as a business owner yeah. to have different voices around you. Of course it because is. Because, you know, we're not Why always Why would you want right. that? Yeah, also, I, mean, I, I hate, actually, I, I like the prove me wrong thing. Right. Because how the, how the hell else do you grow from it? Right. And if <laughs> you're all. That's going to be come, so yeah. boring. And if you're all working from an honest place, there, yeah. you know, there's a great quote. I don't know who said it, but criticism, you know, it can be like criticism is a gift. Yeah. With the right motive, (laughs) right? With the right motive, sure, yeah. But it's like it's sometimes hard to hear criticism. Yeah. But if it's coming from the right place, it's like someone helping you identify the areas that you need to work in. Totally. Um, Yeah, I think that's healthy for anybody in in all industries. Well, and we'll skip forward because you have a uh, long resume, and I'm gonna. But I want to fast forward to now because I'm excited about your record. So you are you all done? You're in the can. You've got it all recorded. I'm done. Um, I've never been so proud of anything I've ever made. The the truth is, I I feel like it's my masterpiece. I did. um, I've really took my time and put my my heart and soul into this one, rather than just rushing it out. Um, just to have a record, just to have a full record. It's Every it's it's like every limb of me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, you see some sassy and whatever, but uh, you know what what makes me happy. I, f- I feel like people are getting to know the side of me that they may not have uh, met on Idol or right. Or, you know, previously, and and me being in the Nashville community or right. You know, they're just, just that's important. Those are little to me. snapshots, totally. And this is more of a. Broad yeah. work of There's who you really are, yeah, right? That's right. And who you really are is a, a girl from Texas, and you love country music. I love country music. You know, there's people and telling the truth. Right, turns out that's like goes hand in hand. <laughs> there are people running around here that do pretty good who are not that big of country fans. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's right. And I always have a place, and and <laughs> I, somebody could say I might be one of them, but I have a place no, in my no, heart no, no. for people that are authentic like and Carrie. pure. Right. Like, and like you, <laughs> like you. I can tell listening to you sing those two songs, I can tell you grew up listening to country music. I, I mean, did. Well, and also not just, you know, I'm like maybe contradicting us both here, but not just that, but honesty. And, and from what, right. from our soul, Otis Redding, you'll never meet a biggest Otis Redding fan than me. Right. So it's like this mixture of, it's just because I believed him. Right. Not necessarily well, I, the box that he that he performed in, but absolutely. I mean, like oh, country yeah. is, I exude it. 
And Otis Redding, I mean, you can make an argument that he was country. Well, in a Ray way. Charles put and, out a country right, record, right. so it's, yeah, it's coming. It's from, all soul it's from the same place. That's <laughs> totally. the good part of country music comes from that place. And that's the difference, I think, from some of the the people that you can tell are not as genuine, right? Pretty much, right. or molded, or whatever. Which is great. I appreciate some of it, but yeah, you, you but can a, tell. You can, and it's a yeah. feeling. It's a feeling. It's a feeling, yeah. like of a certain kind of a I feel song. Like this is like my therapy session. Good. Like, That's how are good. you? I put it on my tab, Chris. <laughs> sure. How much are you charging we'll me? We'll book you. Uh, I think I need to see you once a week. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, you know, don't you think? I've heard it said, but I think it's true. Songwriters don't really need therapy because they do it like three or four days a week. Well, yeah, and also because. We share so much of ourselves and what we're going through at that moment, too. Like, even going to a bar or going to lunch or whatever you do with, you know, your co-writers or people in this industry, we don't just talk about the weather. Like, we're no. we're, we're connecting, and um, I think that's so awesome. Like, I, I can too. sit at a table rather than, like, go out clubbing as the kids do. Right. And, and you know, just, just have so much more fun connecting with people rather than you know, having a wild time. I agree. I, I actually think it's so much fun and it's so fulfilling that other things aren't as good anymore. So can we talk about your writing process a little bit? Yeah. These are crazy questions, but like how often do you write? Like in a, in a standard week or month? Whenever I'm writing for my record or mm-hmm. a right. project, uh, it's very frequent, obviously. But I mean, I'll get woken up by a song in my oh, head or, okay. or a melody or just, you know, mm-hmm. or um, be eavesdropping somebody's conversation and be like, oh, shit, I need to write that down. Yeah. So it's constant because it's, cre- it's my creativity. Right. It's my outlet. But, you know, to co-write, um, because I'm about to uh, promote this record, I've been kind of hiding a little bit mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you know, just making plans and dreaming about it. But the truth is, like, maybe twice a week. Okay. Yeah. I think that's I mean, reasonable. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, because um, you can't write five days a week. I mean, you can. Lots yeah. of people do it. I've I've never. It's never been in me. Like I feel like that side of my brain knew that I couldn't have to go to the same place, the same time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's a little like in the cubicle mentality, which well, is cool. But my brain doesn't work that way. And also, I've noticed just, you know, these are generalizations, but artists tend to be more like that because I think they're used to performing at night. Totally. And so 10 o'clock in the oh, morning. Oh, I bloom at night. Yeah. So when you're writing for your record, um, do you kind of just let it rip and then sort of pick the songs out of the pile? Or do you have things in mind when you go in to write? Like, I would love to have a song like this or both. Um, I feel like there's a roadmap, like in deep in my head and whenever I'm thinking about a record, but... For this one, uh, I basically got some of my favorite writers and uh, okay. slash friends, chosen family, quote unquote, um, in, into this uh, Airbnb where we all used to live. Uh, it was like a revolving door of friends. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, John and TJ Osborne? Yes. Um, and Natalie Osborne, like mm-hmm. Misa, we all, literally all used to live in this house. So they're your Airbnb in it now. So we rented it out, oh, got wow. some of my favorite writers, probably like three co-writes a day in different rooms. I would yeah, come in and like out. Like a camp. It was a, it was a uh, writer's retreat is what we called it. Okay. Um, and it was amazing. And um, that's what we did for this record. But, you know, there was a couple days where pu- uh, pluggers or publishers would come in and pitch songs because 
it's important to me to listen to outside songs too, even if I feel like I have it or if I've written it. Right. I just, just for my own self, I feel like it'd be ignorant for me not to listen to stuff because I've cut some of my favorite songs from, for that reason, like Harlan Howard. Right. Like, you know, we got to keep that going. <laughs> yeah. If somebody were to pitch you Girl Crush or, right. you know, maybe not that particular song, but something that no, big. I, I mean, of course. You, you know, you want to, I think it's so smart of you. I think I I'm not sure why. I think that's. I get why, but yeah, it's, not, yeah, yeah. it's not in me. Yeah, but it's I like think rebook, it, you know. I, right. Hello. No, that's it. No, I'm. I think we're. Are we the same person? We might <laughs> be because I just want friends? you to talk about it because I think it's so smart, and I don't quite <laughs> no, understand some too. of the things that are going on about where it's like just closed down. It's like, man, there may be a song out there that could change your life, you know, and you need to be open to hearing it. I think it's know? just knowing what not to do, and for me, that's what I've learned. Like that was one of the things that I, I crossed off my list. Don't think that you're going to just write your whole record just because you can. Because right. there's so many songs out there that, um, one in particular, I think my record my record will be out at this point, so I can say it, but I've always wanted to cut Mother by John Lennon. Hmm. Um, Great song. And it you know, spoke to me in so many different ways for a lot of reasons, but... Um, Anything from a cover to just being pitched a song, I think is important to keep your horizons open and not just be like, I got it. I can write it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Because who knows what door opens what? And well, really- and I need to say some of those things out loud. Like for me, mother was very healing for me. Like right. you said, it's our therapy. I, yeah. it, was, it was time for me to sing those words. And you felt like that song sort of embodied a lot of what you wanted to express. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And maybe well, somebody needs to hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> like bringing it back. That's, That's what I so meant. great. I mean, I love it. You know me. I mean, I, I just, yeah, I love it because it's a good, you got the mixture, totally. you know, you're writing enough of your record to where it's really guiding where it's going, Yeah, you know, and what it is. Totally. And you've got, yeah, like you know, a little puzzle piece. Yeah. We got, we've had yeah. a few, you know, and, and then, then you've got a couple, in. you know, you got a couple little treats you're bringing in. Totally. Little special <laughs> treats that everybody loves, you yeah. know, and then it's like, it's a, the perfect mix. Yeah. Wow. Don't go away. Pitch List will be right back after the break. Please enjoy Cree's performance of Get Away With Anything, written by Austin Jenks, Daniel Ross, Joey Hyde, and Sarah Turner. You could steal the keys to a fastback Ford Ain't no one gonna stop you here They'll open the door and let you have it Yeah, it's like your magic You could hang around at the scene of the crime With red up on your hands No one's batting an eye like they don't see it No, I can't believe it You do what you wanna do And all I want is you Take the heart out of my chest Take the thoughts out of my head Take me where you wanna I don't wanna know the way back I love the way that you could get away with Taking the breath off of my lips Shoot me down with just one kiss I'm buying every single word that you say You could get away 
you could get away with anything. You could ask for silver, I'll give you gold. Take the jacket off my back, I'll be out in the cold with a smile on. Yeah, 'cause I'm feeling so strong. You do what you wanna do, and all I want is you. Yeah, take the heart out of my chest, take the thoughts out of my head, take me where you wanna. I don't wanna know the way back. I love the way that you could get away with taking the breath off of my lips. Shoot me. Just one kiss. I'm buying every single word that you say. You could get away. You could get away with anything. Speaking of like full circle, which is, has has been a lot in my career because I have been here for 20 years. Um, I actually so Wally Wilson's son, Skylar Wilson, okay, and uh, Jordan Lenning, which I worked with his dad too way back in the day. Yep, um, Kyle, Kyle Lenning, which mm-hmm. is I know like I know you know all these people, but uh, it was full circle because we co-produced the record together, oh, and fantastic. we we cut some of it here, but mostly. All of it, uh, or most most of it, like maybe ten of the twelve tracks, we we cut in Asheville, North Carolina. Wow! At Echo Mountain, which I, if you've never been, have no, you been there? No, please I'm, go. Is it? Incredible? It's dreamy. Yeah, it's a it's a it was an old church. Um, aside from it being beautiful, just the way it looks, uh, there's just a vibe in there. You know, it, you walk wow. in and you can feel. And say some the name goodness. again. What is it? It's called Echo Mountain. Echo Mountain. Yeah. Now, did you take your players up there with you, too? I did, yeah. And how long did y'all go for? Like six days oh. or so. You and know, like, we started early, and then, you know. That's such a great thing. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, James Stroud, who you mentioned, mm-hmm. who was Wally's buddy. Yeah. And ran DreamWorks eventually, who <laughs> yeah. I wrote for. Right. He, uh, he would often go out of town to cut records. Like those George Strait records, they would cut down there. Yeah, and they'd rode those <laughs> motorcycles. Yeah. Um, but they cut down in Key West mm-hmm. in a in a famous but pretty crappy studio down in totally. Key West. But well, it's like you know, it's like anything. It's like fame, right? Um, there's right. just something about going and checking out and not like having right. a family member or like whatever the case is that you can't get to at that moment because you're hours away and you're right. you're like, no, I I'm. I can't meet you at Tin Roof. <laughs> yeah, Tony Brown was doing it down there with James, too. Okay, And yeah. I remember them talking and saying, well, look, we got everybody down in Key West, so just what you said, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you clock out, right? And then they're, you're together. They're having in it. fun. They're eating. They're eating lunch on the totally. wharf. They, they get that mood, mm-hmm. and then they're away from their every day to day stuff. It really gets everyone to focus in on the project. I agree. I think it's really great. Yeah, it was awesome. It was smart too. It was so dreamy. It really was. I was surrounded by some of my favorite players and um, really, really smart uh, co-producers wow, that, that got me and, and knew, you know, kind of all, all of the pieces of me that I was trying to pull from as far as like my 90s country's influence, and uh, which is a huge thing for me, but also the throwback. And not and trying to like marry the two and not have to choose one or right. the other, which was like I I got to arrange uh, strings and horns for this record, which we overdubbed here in Nashville, and it was like oh I've already been doing this, and like for them to champion me to to actually you know go there was the best. So part. wait, I want to hear about this. So you yeah. did string little string sections and horn stuff. Now when you say orchestra, do you do you write the parts yourself? So I literally sing them sometimes. Oh, wow. And then Jordan will, you know, write out score He'll write out what you sing. And yeah. like you sing the basic counter melody. Yeah. Wow. To every part or whatever. But Oh, really? Even the harmonies and yeah. all that stuff? So you're but, arranging this stuff. Well, and J- Jordan was like, Cree, you're already doing this. But, you know, to, to on a different level, too, of uh, doing that together was even more fun and like, it's just a, it's like layers of bonding that you have mm-hmm. with these people forever, and then you get to keep it forever yeah. <laughs> with, with this beautiful record that we've made. But Horns is my favorite, to be honest, because of the Otis and Al Percy yeah. Sledge. Like I was pulling from that that yeah. realm. Well, there things. are there were country records that had horns too. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I think Merle Haggard. Oh, of had, course. Had Marty. Some horn, yeah, Marty Robbins. Yeah. Um, Definitely like, George. No. <laughs> you don't hear much anymore. That Billy Sherrill horn lush. I'm just yeah, kidding. Billy Sherrill. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. That's more strings. So, yeah, and I'm thinking about uh, Asheville. That's the perfect landscape for your music, too. You know, just the way it looks, the way it feels out there. I, I didn't see any of it. <laughs> to be, <laughs> I was in, I would, and I loved it. I loved yeah. that cave. I can't wait to go back again. I'm telling you, Chris, you got to go. It's just there's something I, I about will. that place. I will. Um, and I, Dirk Spinley actually did his bluegrass record there okay. too. There's a, there's been a bunch of people. Echo, um, yeah, and the I'll people are, they're so welcome to shout out to the Echo family. Is it sort of outside Asheville? It is and, in the thick of it, oh, wow. which is even cool, funnier than yeah. I never saw. That's a cool <laughs> little town. It. Yeah, I heard that. So you just went there and worked. I mean, just all, yeah. Worked. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, we were in it. And I was, I mean, I didn't pick up my phone for days, which I love. But I'm it's like, so fun, isn't it? It's like you're just in Oh, a, I love that. You're in some sort of a, it's like nothing else exists. It's no, like such a tunnel vision in a great way. It feels great. Yeah, you know? it, I love that. I, so once you release the record, then do you tour some or a lot? Or how's that going to work? As much as they'll have me. I am so ready to play this record out. Uh, but yeah, we're making plans right now. And um, there are some dates that are on my website at the moment. But, oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, there's definitely more to come because I'm like itching. That's do that's the like, best part for me. Th- that's where I was headed with this. Do you, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm quite sure because I know through yeah. your whole career, you've done a lot of lives. Yeah. Do you love live performing? I love it. That's, that's the point for me is obviously learning just recently how to connect through... Recording something was a huge 
step that I needed to figure out and learn by what how not to, to do, how to emote. Your, like your natural live, live thing. That connection. Totally. Translate that when you're recording in a studio with like five people in there watching or yes. less. Correct. Well, I had to figure that out. And obviously that was the people around me and, and growth, like growing up. But uh, no, what live. Did you find, tell, tell us about that. Like what did you find out? Because I'm so curious about that. I mean, genuinely just, just how can I come off as genuine as possible, how can they hear my heart in, in every line? Right. You know, even if it's phrasing or, I mean, it sounds crazy, but there was things that I realized, if you smile while you talk, you can hear a difference. Wow, you're right. <laughs> or if you're frowning while you talk, then you can tell that you're having a weird melancholy ass day. I love <laughs> like, that. There's little things in that. And I mean, a lot of that had to do with studying. Like studying people that's, that that uh, do this podcast, right. all the way down to you know other people's records. I mean, there there's I'm gonna keep bringing up Otis and Patsy because those are my two favorite. But there's this one song that Otis has, and I took a lot of note from called "Come to Me," mm-hmm. and literally he does this thing. He goes. <gasps> Like in the middle. Oh, right. Do you know okay. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to me. And I know. Like it's, you can hear his freaking teardrop in his right. voice. And I always right. thought, how the fuck do I do that? Sorry, I'm cussing. No, I love how it. How do That's I do good. that? And how, and and um, it's just learning and figuring it out for yourself. Yeah. I know. The reason I stayed on that is I've just been fascinated. I've worked with a lot of singers. Yeah. And I, I'm always fascinated, a great singer, how they, you know, what what the... With a technique, or and totally. some of it's not technique. Some of it's just natural, um, right? But but like how they how the great ones like yourself translate you. that emotion. Like what are they doing? No, you know? right? Because it's not just the mechanics, you know. I can be technically correct all day long, but right. how boring? Exactly. And you wouldn't believe me because I would just be hitting the notes. Yeah, yeah. And you can hear a singer who's like incredible pitch, tones yes. amazing, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. You, you can hear a singer who's technically all over the place, bad pitch, and has, weird to, you know, and you believe them, and you be, and you're like <laughs> totally. in, enraptured by them, yeah, because it feels so real. Right. No, I agree. I mean, so that being the difference of something I had to learn, obviously, through this particular record, um, knowing that I get to at the end of the day go and connect with people live, which is something that, um. I'm not, it's not, you know, I just feel like it's just a part of me. Like I, right. I didn't, I didn't choose it. It chose me. I right. literally That's came out going, do. hi, let's connect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, I'm ready for that. And with these new songs, obviously. So I can't wait for y'all to hear it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. I really like, feel giddy. it. I feel your energy. I, okay, when, good. when you guys started playing, I was like, wow. Thanks. I really feel it. I think this is going to be. I, I'm just pretty damn certain it's going to. This is record is going to be great, and people Thank are going you. to love it. I love where I love your energy. And I love where you're coming from. Thank I just you. think it's really, and you have an ease with how you sing. You know, Thanks. you're like so comfortable with yourself. There's no, yeah. you know, we could go for days about that with singers. You know, some singers, it's just. But yeah. you, you really, you, you know, I feel peaceful when you sing. I love and that. I, and I, That's and a I huge love compliment, Chris. I, lo- I, I love that. it. Um, That's the whole, you know, goal too is to <clears throat> make people. Uh, I hate that feeling when I'm listening to somebody and yeah. I'm like on the edge of my seat or antsy, and 
you know. Yeah. It's, kinda, right, it's my love language. That's the whole point is to make y'all feel good. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Well, yeah. I want to talk about one other thing. I know y'all are very busy today. Um, I always love to talk about. Can top. you guys cancel it all? We're bonding. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Just kidding. That would be good. But I think your manager would be I'm just kidding. I know. I know. I love to talk about the struggle. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm assuming because everybody does. Uh, do you have, uh, were there times when you questioned all this and where you were like, yeah, you know, because because I think a lot of people that listen to the podcast, maybe it's different parts of their journey. Yeah. And maybe some of them haven't hit the goals that they've established yet. Yeah. I know I spent four years in town not doing what I thought I came here to do. And I know how you you know, you've been here, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so I love to talk about anything that you're comfortable with about, you know, times that were tough for you. Yeah. And uh, what were some of the tougher times that you feel comfortable talking about? I mean, I think uh, there's definitely been highs and lows through that this, you know, long journey. But um, I think one in particular was after we lost our mom, which we'd already lost dad. So oh, it was, okay. it was, you know, nine years later and it was kind of the worst case scenario for me and my siblings of like, wait a minute, this is, you know, it was just another freak accident. It was, it, it you know, pulled a rug out from everybody. So I went home again and thought, not like that I had the, I have the shit into the stick mentality, but we just had so much death and, and, uh, you know, it kind of you look around and you go, "Is this following me? Am I right. like inviting it in when without sounding like a hippie?" Yeah, of course. Yeah, when it's unexpected, that and constantly, is, right? It's very, yes. It was it was heavy and dark, and I think that I just thought, "Do I need to stay in Texas? Do I need to do everything that I'm doing uh, there and just around the rest of my family?" But then I realized. You know, what a cop out. Like, I would be chicken shit if I did that because it wouldn't make me happy. So coming back and having this healing experience and the people that are very much like us, uh, I wouldn't know what to do with that without that either. So even though there's highs and lows in the industry, for sure, it's nice to be surrounded by people that are wired like you, that can actually look you in the eye and go, dude, I get it. You're having a shitty day. I know what that means. I know how low that can be in this town or what we do um and i think that that relation kind of helps you know whatever you're going through but you see that like not only you can be a beacon of light if you know you need to champion somebody or vice versa if you need that from somebody else yeah i don't know if that made any sense No, it does and it's something (laughs) i want to talk about because i don't think we've ever talked about it on our podcast um that is one of the best things about this town what you're basically, I think what you're saying is that it, as we go through our highs and lows, and we all do. Um, Second the, guessing, is it yeah, worth it? Yeah, all yeah, that stuff. Right. They, we have this group of people we work and write with and sometimes mm-hmm. just friends or whatever, whatever configuration. Yeah. It's a giant support group. And totally. Because everyone has <laughs> really or been through it or mm-hmm. will go through it. As I mean, you, you, can, I, you could name any writer in town. There's going to be a time when they go in a slump. Correct. And it may be hard. That slump could be harder for them than before when they didn't have anything. Totally. And, but their community of people around them know it, understand it. Some of them have, the older ones have been through it. You know, the younger ones, I mean, it is very supportive that way. Yeah. And if they get- A lot get of in, champions. Right. And when they get in a room, people will put their arms around them. They That's really right. will. In a, in a way that 
that it'd be hard for anybody else to understand. Yeah. And it, one is, it is one of the most beautiful things about this town. I and agree. It's, and it's why it's different. That's what I mean in this context. You know, you, you can be shit out of luck in a lot of other industries. And I feel like the rally of people yes. that come around you, um, you know, I won't go into detail of that, like other people that, you know, have, we've currently, we've recently lost, but like you, the, it's almost like Music Row becomes a ghost town because everybody is with their people, which yes. like we rally around each other. Yes. If there's a death, if there's a tragedy, if there's... And there's been several you know what I'm this saying? year. Exactly. There have been several this year right. that were really you can, And shocking. you can feel it on the row. You can. Or wherever. The, I could feel it last night at the ASCAP Awards. There you go. Yeah. I, I really it, believe yeah. that. Uh, we ran into Fletcher Foster, who lost his partner. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Busby. Right. That's really the, what that, I was That's fresh for everyone. To. Right. And... Uh, you can feel it. Oh, yeah. 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 So in that context, yes. I do. There's days still. Sure. But that overwhelming tan almost tangible love and support yeah we we got it <laughs> we do and we're lucky and we're very lucky you're right you you That's said it thing. i had never really thought of it in that context yeah. uh there's lots of other businesses lots of other jobs and i don't think they're like that i mean no. some of them might be there might be smaller companies who rally around each That's other true. i bet there are yeah but That's ours right. is probably i can't think of anyone better than that Mr. Man over here saying, it's time to wrap it up, Chris. We this got, is just round we got one, a, Chris. We got, we got, to we got lots to talk yes, about. I'm coming back. You know, that's what I've we're going to do. I've invited myself. No, I, but you, I was, that's where I was going. I was saying, you have to come back. We have I'd to do a part to. two. Tables have turned, at least on the third interview that we do. I'm going to interview you. Okay. All right. Can, <laughs> I'm already yeah. making notes. Thank you for being here. Thank I've you. got a really positive feeling about your project, and I think you're just fantastic. Thank you so much, Chris. Okay. We'll see you next time on Pitch List. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pitch List. To hear songs written and or recorded by today's guest, check out this week's playlist by finding us on Spotify at Pitch List Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. And if you want, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review. To watch the song performances from this episode, visit pitchlistpodcast.com or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.